0: Hey, it's Faith, and you're listening to Not Like the Movies. Today I'm talking to Rachel Marsh, who was most recently Luna in Unstable on Netflix. She is so funny as Luna, and the show is so fun, so I definitely recommend checking that out. She's also been in Just Beyond, iCarly, and NCIS, to name a few of her recent roles, Rachel is just such a lovely human and she touches on her experience in comedy and improv and what it's like to work with a bunch of comedic legends on Unstable, including Rob Lowe. She also gets into what it's like to be a series regular and her first time being a series regular and just her day-to-day life and the fact that you don't have to be productive and creative every day to be a quote-unquote good actor. She really highlights the importance of being a human and finding connections with people in whatever city you're in, specifically Los Angeles for her, that aren't part of this industry and are out there living normal lives and enjoying them. So here she is. This is Rachel. Watch Unstable.
1: So what you think? So what you do? They don't really care about you. So have a drink and think it through. But baby, good sorry my dogs um just came in so if they bark I'll mute myself
0: oh no that's totally okay everybody's pets have made like a cameo every once in a while so really (laughs)
1: okay
0: good we're embracing it (laughs) oh my god this is so fun thank you for having me of course thank you so much for taking time out of your day and I have lots of stuff to do and (laughs) places to be
1: no I'm just running late everywhere
0: (laughs) that's me all the time I hate being late but I'm consistently late to things
1: Mm -hmm. and not
0: because I lose track of time it's just that I think that I can do a lot more things in a certain amount of time than I can do
1: (laughs) there should be like a specific name for that because I feel like a lot of people experience it but it's like it's problematic behavior from both of us like you can't keep doing that
0: And then I'll be overly early. Like, if I'm supposed to be on set, I have to like prep myself yes. like an hour before. Totally. That's probably so appreciated, though. Like, my very
1: first job was on NCIS LA, and I was 20 minutes late to set. And the first- so mad at me. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I can't do that again.
0: Well, also being in LA, like I forget that traffic is different, like a different yeah. time of the day. So when I first moved here, I would map something like the night before and be like, oh, easy, I could get oh. there in 20 minutes. Not the case. No.
1: no, it's, yeah, especially like at like three o'clock. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, I was just lightly stalking you <laughs> because you have so many fun things happening now that Unstable is out and about. Because for anyone that doesn't know, Um, I also know Rachel from The Last Acting Studio, which I feel like this whole podcast is just becoming a plug for The Last Acting Studio. Great. (laughs) Um, But I think I was in class the day that, because we do victories every week if anybody booked something or just like had something good happen. And I think I was in class when you talked about getting this because you also got another offer the same day yes
1: oh my god that yeah I remember that class that was so funny because I remember talking to Deshawn like that week about it because he was like one of the only people I knew that was a series regular and like Mm -hmm. I was like I literally don't know like how this works how I should advocate for myself what happened was I auditioned for Unstable and I got the sides and I was like oh my god this is like such a dream role for me I would love to be a character I would love to work in it workplace sitcom like I love Rob Lowe, Fred Armisen, Sean Clifford. They told
0: you they were gonna like they were the people.
1: Yeah they told me that Rob and Johnny created the series of Victor Fresco. Mm-hmm. I knew that and then my on my callback they told me Fred wasn't involved and then on my at Kenry they told me about Sean. So and I you was like, like not a big deal. Yeah I was like trying not to freak out and I was like <laughs> cool yeah those are all people those are all cool people. Uh yeah <laughs> no Portlandia for me was actually like what I learned what comedy was so it was like Mm -hmm. really it's it's always been a dream of mine to work with Fred and it was very cool to I mean I didn't work with him that much like honestly we were only on set the same day like three times but Mm -hmm. even I was like this is such a dream come true anyway so on my callback I had gotten this audition for another show which Mm -hmm. is the boys spinoff show called Gen B and they had relisted a, a role that had already been cast and that they had been sitting on for like a year like a year later I got the same audition that I auditioned for before and never got a callback for Just so crazy yeah. yeah and I was like this is weird like this role I auditioned for never got a callback for and they changed the side so like maybe they changed the character a little bit I auditioned for it because the boys was like one of my favorite shows yeah. when it came out and I love Seth Rogen I think like I would always I would love to work with him one day too and so I was like okay I'm gonna audition for this I didn't even get a call back last time I'm probably not gonna like get a call back this time but I'll just do it I sent in the audition and I actually felt really good about it It was one of those that like Mm -hmm. I you know when you audition for something that's like not really close to who you are but it's super fun for you to like play that person um that was that role for me and I coached with Graham Graham Shields is also another great coach I I coach with a a lot of people in LA I feel like and it's always like who's available (laughs) yeah (laughs) I so totally ran for that one. And I was like, oh, this feels like a really good audition. So I ended in feeling really good about it, not expecting anything back. Got a callback for that, which was the same day as my chemistry read for Unstable, which is crazy. Yeah. And anyways, I had the chemistry read for Unstable with Rob, Johnny, and Victor, and Mark, our director. So the four of them and casting and then me. And at this point, I had known that I was one of their top choices in the Mm -hmm. process. And they had known that I had a callback for the boys spinoff show. So
0: did you tell them or did like your agent mention it or something?
1: Agent had to tell them. They had to tell them that I was like taking a a meeting for the boys as well. You know, it's funny because like so many things in this industry are, you know, everything is not up to us always. (laughs) And then... (laughs) When, like, you have, like, a tiny bit of power or, like, you have, like, oh, yeah. someone is interested in you, for some reason, that flips everything on its head. And then all of a sudden, Netflix is, like, oh, well, we want her. Such a game. Yeah, it was such a game. Like, the whole industry is such a game. And so I went into that chemistry read knowing that I was one of the top choices. So I felt really good about it. I felt yeah. pretty confident. I was pretty starstruck by Rob. <laughs> but still, like, yeah, it was just, like, it was so funny because I remember him being on the Zoom. He's just, like, this tiny little flob and then but he was he was wearing like a white t-shirt and like a chain necklace he like looked beautiful and I was like oh my god <laughs> like how am I supposed to do this audition I've just watched him for so long yeah that's so weird it's so funny and um anyways it went really well Victor and Mark together are a director showrunner couple that like have you do so many versions of the thing like give you so many notes they're not really improv heavy they're just kind of like I want you to trust my words and like keep doing it over and over again and I want to make a decision on what version I like so they just have you keep going over and over and over again and I think the chem read was also for me a studio test because it was like Mm -hmm. can she take direction does she know how to like play differently other than this one version that we've seen in the audition like it felt like more of a test than anything it went really well it was very fun like Rob had like a few notes for me they had a lot of notes for me and then At the end of it, they were literally like, how do you feel about the character? Do you like playing Luna? Are you comfortable with it? Like all this stuff. And I was like, that's nice to be asked. (laughs) I was like, yeah, I like it. It was weird. (laughs) You want my opinion? Yeah. Do I want this job? Yeah. (laughs) And so I hung up that call feeling really good about it. And I. Called my manager, Brian, and I was like, Brian, I really want this job. Like, it's such a fun crew. Like, I love the character. I'd love to be on a comedy with Rob Lowe. He was like, well, that's really good because your agent just texted me that you're the first choice, and they're sending your tape to the studio to get it approved. That's so fast. It was so fast. It was, like, 10 minutes later. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was great. But then after that, I had my callback for the boys 20 mm-hmm. minutes later.
0: via Zoom. How are you, like, managing? Because... <laughs> like this what happened to you in a span of like a day yeah (laughs) never happened you know I'm sure in your brain you're like I had years where somebody could have asked me to do this yes and I would have done that first and then I could have done this
1: it's so annoying I'm like I would have loved to do both of these jobs if they were spaced out a
0: year or even two months you know (laughs) do you think writing the high of the chem read made you perform better in the second one yeah
1: I think so. It was literally like I, I was talking to Brian and I was like, I don't even, I don't think I even want to do this other job. Like, I just want to do this comedy. Right. And he was like, okay, well, you should still do it because it's a great opportunity to know casting. Yeah. He was like, realistically, there's eight girls in the callback. So he's like, you might not even be the top choice. Like, they've never, they haven't told us yet.
0: Right. And worst but, comes to worst, they see you and.
1: Yeah. It's, ca- it's a great casting office. So I was like, okay, whatever. So I did it and it was fine. Like, <laughs> I honestly, truly don't think it was a, a masterpiece audition. I think I was just. Just kind of feeling like, okay, this is what I did in the tape. I'm just going to do that again. I'm mm-hmm. not like saying change anything about it. Like literally I did the same audition. Did you
0: have like thoughts of if you would have gone in without anything else that day and this was the one opportunity, do you think it would have affected how you did it? Like the desperation mindset versus yeah. the, you kind of being like, I, I already have this. Rob Lowe likes right? me. So
1: I definitely think that played a part in it. I also, this is kind of controversial, but I also kind of feel like, from my experience with these Zoom callbacks and just callbacks in general, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like I'm that casting and producers know who they want before you walk into the room. Yeah. You know, like I kind of just like feel like I didn't know that I was the first choice, but I think I probably was before I even auditioned. And right. my audition was more of a test that I could be a workable person
0: <laughs> as like well want to mess as- it all <laughs>
1: yeah you know what i mean like i just feel like there are things that like they're so out of our control before we even get to the room like you can have a really great audition but does that really do that i don't know i just feel a little bit skeptical yeah. of this. i think that like after that was done i was like okay that went really well and i probably won't hear from them and then like right. that night we heard that i was a top choice for the boys as well and then i couldn't do both because they shot at the same time and the boys was in toronto and so my manager and I spent the next 24 hours <laughs> making like a pros and cons list about which job I should do. I called up all my friends, asked for all these opinions on it. And like, it was like such an exciting 24 hours. Cause so I was like, this has never happened to me. Like I, I might not ever get asked to do two jobs at once. Like yeah. this such a cool opportunity, but probably the most stressed out I've ever been in my life. <laughs> you yeah. know just I mean? Like this is like a major decision. Like on the one hand, a comedy is always what you've wanted to do and what you're really Mm -hmm. good at and comfortable in. On the other hand, the boys is like something really challenging and fun. And like, you might not get a role like that in a while because it's like so different from who you are. Mm -hmm. I don't know, honestly, like an impossible decision. And I don't think (laughs) there was like a bad choice to make. I think it's just the one that I did. And just like, I felt very honored to be in that position. But oh, also when when I told the boys that I wasn't doing it, Mm-hmm. they did not want to take no for an answer it was so nice of them they like got on a zoom call Eric Kripke and like Evan Goldberg got on a, a Zoom call with me and they're like can you please do our show and like we're like jumping around with it it was it was so crazy like they were like we never do this we know you're probably not going to do it but here are all the reasons why you should do our show and Netflix is like you know they're going downhill like all <laughs> <laughs> and it was just so funny I was like, this. Such a silly
0: scenario to be in. So silly. I That's feel silly. like there's so much weird pressure on actors to like quote unquote pick the right thing to be in. Yes. Especially yes. from people who aren't performers. They're like, why did they decide to do that? And it's like, we're not deciding. Right we're not deciding. We're just hoping for the best. And also Unstable was doing great, but you didn't know that. Like there was no way to know which one was actually going to take off or which one would put you in the right position, quote unquote. And I think there's so much pressure of your choosing which one to do. So if your career doesn't end up in a certain place, it's your fault.
1: (laughs) Totally. Totally. And it's like, well, honestly, it would be nice if it was that way. (laughs) right <laughs> if I were to choose something like I'll, I'll gladly take the blame for choosing the wrong thing we just don't get those decisions many times in our industry and so just to have one of those moments it felt honestly like kind of crippling because I was like yeah. it, it was just so impossible I don't know I really do feel like a sense of peace about it now being so far removed from it, it just I think overall in this career like you you literally have to trust yourself Otherwise you can't, like, you're just going to go crazy (laughs) in so many (laughs) scenarios, like not even specifically like acting choices, just like being in this career and being surrounded by like this type of environment and just, you can lose your sense of self so easily. And so I think just like Mm -hmm. trusting that, you know, what's best for you will take you pretty far. And so I'm just trusting that for my career and, and especially last year when I went through that and, and hopefully I'll get to make that kind of decision again and I'll know. I'll have that experience to know how it went,
0: you know? Yeah, we would all love to make another decision. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I think that's valuable too in just the fact of we're told as actors a lot that you can't say no. Like if you're offered something, you're supposed to take it 100%. And in this scenario, you obviously couldn't take both. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just very hard because we're never given or very rarely given such big opportunities. So then when you have them and you have to say no, I feel like that would have been like, uh, but this is what I've been working for for years. I know,
1: literally, literally. It's hard, but that's just, that's what it is.
0: <laughs> I'm glad that now, like afterwards, you don't still feel in between, feel that you, I mean, you're perfect in what, who yeah. you are in Unstable. It's, it's so funny and so perfect. And so Thank just you. you. So with Unstable, with working with all these people that you've been watching for so long and seen in things, Yeah, I would have been so starstruck and stressed out that I was going to like mess something up or they were going to think like, what is this child doing here? No, totally. (laughs) How did you convince yourself that you were supposed to be there? That's
1: such a good question. Because when I first got the job, I was like, okay, who else is involved? Like who, who's like Ruby? Who's like Malcolm? Who's all these people? And they didn't cast them. They hadn't cast them yet. And so Mm -hmm. it was a little bit being like, oh, I'm going to be like the newcomer to this series. But in the end, Aaron and Emma, my co-stars were both brand new too they had never been series regulars. And so the three of us just instantly became bonded. And we started doing Mm. everything together, we would just hang out 24 seven, like when we weren't even on set. And so I think for me, having those people there really helped me feel grounded and being like, you know Mm. what, we all deserve to be here. We all are brand new. And that's like such a fun, unique experience, because we're all like seeing it for the first time. And like, going through these weird circumstances together for the first time. Like, I honestly didn't have a lot of imposter syndrome on set, except for when I was in scenes with Fred or Rob and Sean, and I would feel kind of nervous, but like there's a studio and I won't name names. And I remember like this teacher was kind of problematic, but one thing he said that has always stuck with me in the industry is that nerves are vanity. And so like, whenever I've been nervous, I've always been able to like stop and be like, Rachel, just stop thinking of yourself. Stop thinking about how you look or how you're gonna act in front of people. Like just stop thinking of you. And when I do, it literally goes so like, it's like a trick. For me, for some reason, it just like works. And I'm just like, you're mm-hmm. right, I'm being selfish. Like, these other people are probably nervous. Or I don't know, there's just so many different things you can think of in that instance other than yourself. And I think that's such a fun little trick for me to be able to do that. I love that. It was lucky for me because I play this character that's kind of neurotic anyway. <laughs> not- Especially, I remember this one scene I had with Rob. He was confronting me about something that I did in the lab and I mm-hmm. like was kind of like caught. And so, like, I remember being like, oh, I'm just nervous to do a scene with Rob. So I'll just like kind of use that and it won't feel weird because I'm supposed to be nervous anyways. (laughs) So (laughs) that was actually lucky, but it's also like working on comedy is so light and fun and encouraging. The set is so light and fun and encouraging. And like, The showrunner is the environment that like Victor created for our set was super like, try this, try that. Like, I trust you. I trust your sense of humor. I'm going to tell you if I don't like it. So, yeah, it always let us explore our specific sense of humor, I think. And that made me trust myself a lot more.
0: Yeah, that's super re encouraging. Totally. Your home base is comedy, right? Yeah, definitely. I wouldn't necessarily say it's like my home base. I wouldn't say I'm like the worst at it, but I get stuck in like the mental gymnastics of the schooling of acting and like your time tactics and your mm-hmm. like all of the work that you have to do. But then like you said, when it's comedy, it's light and fun and exciting. Yes. So you have to let go of that. But also comedy is so easy to do badly. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so how do you hold all of those things at the same time? Do you have like a specific process you do that works or do you just like go depending on what it is.
1: It's such a hard question because I know exactly what you mean. I think people just don't understand how complicated comedy is.
0: No, because there's so many like dramatic quote unquote actors that cannot do comedy. Right. Usually comedians can do drama.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's so funny because it's like, it's just a different skill. I think for comedy, you have to like have this sense of self and like a sense of of awareness more Mm -hmm. so than when you're doing drama. You have to be like a little selfish and like knowing what you look like and knowing what you sound like. And knowing your pacing and, like, I don't know, you just have to have this, like, weird awareness of yourself. Obviously, training is 80% of it and just trusting Mm -hmm. that, like, you have a foundation and you know, like, I'm always going to be thinking about what my objective is and, like, who I'm with and, like, where I am. Like, I feel like that's just inherent. But then what's harder, I feel like, on set is when you're given eight notes And you have to like take those in while at the same time, trying to be a person living in a scene. And I feel like you can see it sometimes in scenes when you're like, that person was just like thinking about how they're gonna make their line funny. Or that person was just thinking about their objective. You have to think about both at the same time. There's just so many things to juggle. So I don't know, for me, I don't think I have a specific process, but I think I do have like, it's really important for me to understand the joke of the scene or the joke of my Mm -hmm. line. Or the joke of why this scene is taking place. Because our show is so heavily dependent on jokes landing. If I didn't understand something in the writing, I would always go up to Victor and be like, why is this funny? Or like, I don't really understand this yeah. joke. Why is funny? And it's just like he wouldn't be offended because he's like thank you like I'm glad that you asked me otherwise like I'd be trying to explain it to you on set you know there were so many times where I was just like oh that that joke's a little bit too smart for me I don't get it and then I have to like ask why it's funny saying it out loud to yourself and like making it make sense sounds so simple but it is like a huge part of what translates on screen like if the character doesn't really know why they're saying it it's kind of like you don't really know why they're saying it it's just hard too to like hit the joke and also be a real person and I think like that was always a challenge for me I'm still working on that and I think in comedy that's just a thing that you're gonna have to get used to of just I do want to hit the joke but it has to come from like a character their More objective and like who they're with otherwise it's it just like falls a little flat
0: while you were on set with a lot of these people who've been you know doing comedy for such a long time were there any specific things that stood out a ton to you just in the way that they either carry themselves or like how they interact with other people or just like little things that you noticed that just clicked
1: yeah with Rob he's just been doing it for so long on Honestly, every time I was in a scene with him, I was like, oh my God, you're such a good
0: actor. You're just really good at this.
1: Yeah. Like, I was just kind of in awe of him. Like, it seems like he doesn't really try that hard. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Like, it just feels like so easy for him. It was inspiration for me. Cause like eventually I want to get to that point where I'm just like, oh, this just feels like easy. He just felt really like his presence on set was just really confident all the time. I mean, it's his show and like it's his son and it's, you know, it's about him. The show's about him. And so, I think everyone really respected him and looked up to him in a certain way, but also just like the way that he knows exactly who he is and what he thinks is funny is just really apparent. With Fred, it was funny. He just is there to have fun. He just <laughs> is like there to like make everyone laugh, make the scenes break. You can just tell that he's like, I really love this work. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing it. I want to get better at being like, oh, like taking risks in my mm-hmm. improv but, like, I'm not Fred Armisen. You know what I mean? Like, I'm Rachel <laughs> Marsh. And, like, I think, like... I'm Rachel Marsh. I'm Rachel Marsh. I can do that to an extent to where it doesn't really annoy anyone or, like, ruin a shot. You know? Like, I can do it a little bit. But with Fred, he didn't care about any of that. I mean, like, I am ruin this shot. I'm going to say something crazy. It was just, like, insane the things that he would say when he was improvising. And it's just, like, oh... They're not going to use that probably. <laughs> but like there was, I remember there was one day where he was saying all this stuff and like jo- Johnny was in the seat with him and he literally like Johnny broke every single time Fred said something to him and someone had to go up to him and be like, look, I know this is really fun, but like we need to take. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so that's just how funny Fred is. I remember even when we weren't shooting, like just like sitting around. He would always be doing a bit. He would always just be like, my job is just to laugh. He would be doing a bit. Like I remember one time we were just like sitting and like, no one was saying anything. And then he just like looked at me and he goes, have you ever had one of these? And it was just like a water bottle. <laughs> and I was like, uh, yeah. And I was like, wait, oh, you're doing a bit. <laughs> like, I'd, like, I'd just, like never, It never c- catches up to me. Or like we would be like sitting around and then someone would be talking about Rob and he'd be like, Oh, cool. Have you ever met him? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, it just like, takes you off guard. Like his bits just take you off guard. But then it was cool. Because he like, if you start talking to him about like his career and stuff, he like hmm. will talk to you forever and tell you about like his early life at SNL and like Portlandia and stuff. And he was such like, a fun presence to be around and like just yeah. as cool and nice and funny as you think he would be. And Sean, she's like a master class in acting. Just on her own, like she would just like say lines sometimes. And me and Emma would just be like staring at her. I th- feel like in some of the scenes, you can like see us just like stare at her because we're just like in awe of her. On and off the screen, like I just love her. It's funny because she'd be like, <laughs> she would like do a line. She would just like in the middle of it be like, no, I just don't use that. She would like look at the camera <laughs> and be like, don't use that take. <laughs> and then she would just like go over it. She's like, I'm gonna do it again. And she would just like start again and it would be like flawless. And then she'd be like, ah, I'm just not having it right now. And she would like go sit down and like, we're just like, Sean, you, you're actually too good. Like you actually- That would, <laughs> that would honestly, actually
0: be my best.
1: So <laughs> Yeah, that would actually be my best take. Honestly, it's offensive. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you think it was the people and just like the nature of- the set that kept you in the moment or did you have a lot of I would have had a lot of weird out of body like oh I better be super present now because this is what I dreamed about for so long and I don't know Mm when I'm gonna be on set next and I'm with all these like heroes.
1: Yes. I really think it is so it sounds so stupid but it's like we just felt really grateful to be there. You know like Mm -hmm. there's just it was in the pandemic in the summertime when it's traditionally very slow for actors we were like we get to shoot a comedy and we get to be paid for it. Anytime we would be like, oh, like worried about things, we would always just remind each other of being like, shut up. Like you get to be, you get to be act- acting today. You know, yeah. you get to be on set today. Any day on set is like the best day in the world. I don't know. I just feel like we actors don't remember to be grateful enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Any kind of work. I mean, emotions and feelings are very valid, but you also sometimes just need to like slap yourself a little bit and be like, shut up, like you're, you're on set. <laughs> right.
0: Well, because then you get stuck in the, well, what's next after this? And what's next after that? When yeah. the reality is like, I'm having a great time. It's yes. just that I know the question after this is going to be... Okay, so now what are you doing? And people don't always mean it in the way that we take it. Mm -hmm. Now that Unstable's released and you're not filming right now. Yeah. What was your check back to reality like of I'm not going to set every day anymore?
1: I think I went on a trip afterwards. We went to London afterwards. Oh, that's fun. It's like to celebrate. I still, I was like auditioning for stuff a lot. I just didn't book anything this last year. And I mean, there were roles that I was super excited about and I got far in and just like didn't get it. And then there were Mm -hmm. roles that I was like, this is not a fun job or fun audition i would not even like doing this but i would just do the audition anyways just remembering that as an actor auditioning is your job and not the acting and not being on set you know like that's just like the extra fun part i just it was like a a good reminder for me to just be like nothing is promised acting is in flux there's no clear trajectory there never will be you have to like find ways that you keep enjoying your life and like enjoying your job while you're not on set also just like enjoying your community that's why acting class is so important being able to do other things and still feel like you're being productive and I think I found a lot of that this year I struggled a lot with like not being on set too and so
0: we are because you're given this taste of like what you want to do for forever and oh but wait you can't do that right now
1: yeah especially me and Erin because our friend Emma who's our co-star went and did another show right after she's oh. shooting right now still and which we're so happy for her and it's like that's such right. a fun show and she's gonna she's literally like gonna be a star like the star of the show and we were like oh my god that's so amazing like we also want to do that right But <laughs> like Where, where's our jobs
0: I had but someone like, explain that to me because there's so much difficulty in our industry of seeing your friends succeed and we all want them yeah, to succeed yeah. but yeah. I also would like to succeed with you yeah <laughs> Exactly. And I had someone explain it to me as, cause I was feeling like weird about it because I obviously want this for my friends. Yeah. So I was like, why do I feel like this? Like, I don't want to feel like upset yeah. that I don't have that too. But someone explained it to me that it's not jealousy because jealousy and envy are like, you want to take that from someone and mm-hmm. give it to yourself, Yes, but it's a want to join them instead of a need to take it away yeah, from them. Totally. And I think that's very helpful just for yourself and not thinking like, oh my gosh, I'm a horrible person. I Yeah. I want my friend to succeed.
1: Right. No, totally. That's so true. That's a really good way to put it. That's how I feel about just like the industry in general. I'm just like, I wish all my super talented, like I think so many people are... I think this is a healthy feeling to be like, so many people are more talented than you. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you, you should know that. You get so many people and like, I wish like all my friends are like working on set with me. Yeah, you just like don't have many decisions to make. And so you can make your own stuff. And like, I, I feel like that's also a huge part of our jobs too, is to like always be constantly creating what, what you think is the best work and what you think is funny. But like, it just doesn't feel the same when you're not working on like a professional level and like
0: getting paid to do it because that is like yeah the goal. I don't know. It's always going to be a struggle, I think. I think we're just in it for the long haul. Yeah, totally. <laughs> About making your own stuff. When I was stalking you, I saw that in one of your articles too. Oh. Um, also, you look so good in that photo shoot and that little uh, suit set. I was like, oh my gosh, she looks so Isn't cute. Isn't that cute? I know. I love that outfit. Your skin is like glowing. You look like you're like <laughs> effervescent in this like field or the backyard or whatever. <laughs> you yeah. know, it was actually
1: my, my neighbor Ernie's house and he We didn't even ask him. We were just like, (laughs) and then the next day he's like, did you have a photo shoot on my porch? And we were like, yeah.
0: Yeah. Is that okay?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Thanks Ernie.
0: That's amazing. Shout out to Ernie. Ernie. (laughs) But about making your own stuff, is there a certain thing that you've always pictured yourself making like a style or idea or thought? Because I find that when I start thinking about like, oh yeah, I want to make my own thing. I get very stuck in the idea of like, well, I don't have anything, quote unquote, original to say. I don't have anything that hasn't been done. Mm. Or what Mm. if I'm just like lamenting about an experience that I had?
1: Yeah, I have the same thoughts. Whenever I write stuff, I'm always like, I need external validation. (laughs) I always say to people, I'm like, is this funny? Would you like watching this? And or my husband, Zach, always be like, is this funny? I'm also like, I don't know. I don't know what the term is for me. But I'm like a serial procrastinator.
0: I actually can't
1: finish stuff.
0: Like you get halfway through and then you're like, never mind.
1: Yeah, but it's like really bad. Like <laughs> I, I just like don't get excited by my own work at a certain mm-hmm. point, and I just like want to move on to something new. But like I know that these ideas are really good and fun, and like people have said that about them, and I'm like, yeah but like I got bored of them. So like, I don't know, there's like a few things that I really want to do. I just I think for me, like I need to find like a partner that'll like or like a coach or like a parent <laughs> that'll be like, you have to do this or else. something needs to be like taken away from me if I don't do something.
0: <laughs> do you have like a perfectionist mindset or just the kind of like imposter idea of like, well, I got bored with it. So other people will get bored with it. Like, what do you think is your thing about it?
1: I think I just get frustrated with my own limitations, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I just get frustrated by being like, oh, I know that this joke can be beat, but like, I can't beat it right now. And so I'm like, what right. do I do? Yes, I'll give up. <laughs> 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 you know, like, yeah. I don't know. I just get frustrated sometimes with like not knowing how to solve a problem. I'm pretty good at knowing what a problem is and mm-hmm. knowing where my limits are. And so I think the fact that I can't solve them myself gets me really frustrated. And so I think I would do better in like a group setting.
0: (laughs) Just give me a writer's room already.
1: (laughs) Yeah, honestly, I think I would do way better in there.
0: We're taking um, applications so if anyone wants to join yeah. Rachel's writing room.
1: <laughs> yeah. There's no pay. There's no pay. And it will be hard and miserable. <laughs> it honestly has been a dream of mine, though. I do want to do it at one point. I just think, like, I would love to get more experience on set and watch other people and have a little bit more experience knowing what works and what doesn't work before I, I create my own stuff. Because I just feel right now that I'm a little bit lost. So maybe I just need to trust myself more. And that's, like, on me. But I just don't, like, it just feels, like, too scary for me to be like, this right. is what what I
0: think is good work totally. Unless, yeah I don't know yeah acting is pretty vulnerable but a lot of times we can be like oh well it's the writing or like it was the directing yeah. or it was the yeah, angle exactly. like it wasn't really us.
1: Yeah. yeah right until it is
0: with all your uh, auditions for new things this year and all of that type of stuff I feel like it's weird after you do something so big on stables in the top 10 like yeah a lot of yeah. people are watching it <laughs> After you do something like that, and then you go back to auditioning, did you and your team kind of talk about what are we going to say? No, I'm not auditioning for that anymore. Did you have different boundaries with things you're going to accept now? Or do you feel like now you have more freedom to say for the ones that you said you didn't think would be fun to say, no, I'm not going to do that versus before?
1: Definitely. Before Unstable came out, like this whole past year, I've just been talking to them because I did do like a high school show like in 20. 19. And mm-hmm. um, I have like good footage from that. That's kind of like on my like the main part of my reel right now. Right. And so I've just been talking to them about like, whenever I get high school auditions, I, I really don't want to do them. And like, I don't want to play high schooler. That's just something I've been pretty adamant about this past year. Mm-hmm. And so now that I have different footage from Unstable I feel like I can move on now <laughs> and like really feel free to like pass on those and yeah my team and I have been talking this week about it too just there was one audition that came through that um, was a guest star but then they kept trimming the role and then eventually it was a post star and one of my agents called me and was like I just think we should pass on this it's a really great show but the role keeps getting smaller so I think we should just not do it and I was like that's fine I'm fine <laughs> like I'm like truly fine passing on anything mm-hmm. like <laughs> if it's not gonna be I just feel like it's not going to be fun for me I'm not going to do good work in it and like I won't be excited about it it's going to be a waste of my time like I really just truly feel that yeah I think like I do feel a little bit more comfortable being picky with things and there have been so many auditions that I've had this last year that I've been so excited about too that Mm -hmm. I'm like i know that feeling of being like this is a really fun show and i think i'm really excited to do this audition and i want to have that every time i audition for things you know because i feel really good about the the unstable and the footage that we have i just like i don't i don't feel like i need to like book a co-star to have more footage right now you know
0: two years ago i would have was the goal yes yeah yeah so it just switches all the time i think i like what you said about i mean your time is worth a lot it is it is and so if it's not going to be something that you enjoy we're like killing ourselves every day to do this thing and then if it's not even fun at the end (laughs) I know I've
1: been doing commercial auditions right now because the
0: paycheck is nice (laughs) because
1: the pay is great I'm like if if this is the worst job that you can book for money then you're so lucky I feel like so many actors shit on commercials because they're like oh but you're such a prop you're not it's not like uh artistic at all and it's like (laughs) yeah (laughs) but also do you have
0: 80,000 dollars
1: Yeah, literally. And it's also like some days on set, you're not an artist, you're just told where to go and like what to say. And like, my my showrunner always would take the take that was the fastest, no matter what. He'd be like, just pace it up. I will use that take. And I was like, great. Great. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. So it was literally like, sometimes I would be like, okay, well, I'm just gonna say this as fast as I can. And Victor would come and be like, that was perfect. (laughs) He would love those. So Yeah, sometimes it's not even artistic at all, even theatrical jobs.
0: Yeah, that's the weird thing too, is we could be actively doing our art, but we're not really being creative or super artistic. Yeah. So when you're either in like a dryer spell or just through a week where you're basically just, you know, doing what you're told to do, do you have other things that you do that you feel like you have to do to feel like creatively filled up? I do a lot of improv.
1: So Mm. I'm on two teams at UCB sketch and, and oh my gosh I want to
0: come see a show uh, oh my god please come I will so
1: fun. I have a show on Monday oh Monday. my gosh great yeah they're just for fun and for laughs and like to be silly to create something with other people on stage and it's just the best feeling in the world. Like I love Harold Knight and it's just like such a supportive audience. Everyone just like wants to laugh. And then sketch comedy is super fun, super time intensive. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it is when you have a great show or a great character that you love, it's so worth it. But when it's a show that like doesn't go amazing, it's like, oh my God, I just spent a month doing the show. <laughs> and nobody laughed. And nobody laughed, whatever. It's like something that I'm really glad that I did this last year, especially in like the downtime. But yeah, I do a lot of comedy, like a lot of live comedy at UCB. I think the other thing I do is like I just watch a lot of TV, honestly, in my downtime. I we've been going through modern family. Um oh my past. gosh, I just
0: did that last
1: week., no way. Yeah. I literally have not watched all the way through, and I don't think I've watched anything past season four.
0: Um yeah, that's so where like, I tip off too.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, we, I think we're just starting season five. It is a perfect show. I like really think Mark Family <laughs> is a perfect show. It's so good. And I, I learned so much from Ty Burrell and Billy Bun. Just watching things that like honestly make me laugh. Like some of these new shows, I'm like, they want me to think too much. I just want to laugh. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, I just yeah. want to watch things that I'm like, why did I laugh at that? And like examine it. It's good research. Yeah, my downtime, I watch a lot of TV. I do a lot of sketch. And I just chill, like hang out with friends, <laughs> audition for things. Good to have off time too, and like a life, go to class,
0: just, you know, be a human. That's cool too. Be a human.
1: Yeah, I know. It's like, it's so hard to do that, honestly, when you're an actor. Just being, being like, oh, I feel like I'm like wasting a day if I don't spend totally two hours doing something creative. And it's like, you need a break from creativity. Like, you really do. You can't always be creative. You're also just not fun to hang out with. It's like all you <laughs> want to
0: talk about. It's like,
1: acting you know like yeah you need to have friends who are not in the industry you need to have friends who don't give a shit about your acting career yeah, they're like,
0: like so you were just on set whatever yes literally like you need that in your life <laughs> that's how I was because I went to I got a BFA in college so like we were very okay. conservatory feel but it was at a very big university so I oh, literally yeah. was like I need to go make friends that are not you people because yes. I am with you 15 hours a day <laughs> Totally. I do not need to know if you think that this was satirical or not. I just need <laughs> to like hang out with people. Yes, exactly,
1: and especially in LA because like it's hard to find people who are not. Oh, <laughs> and- truly.
0: And when there's like, I have a couple friends who like aren't in the industry at all, and then I have like some yeah. friends who are dancers or like in a different facet of the industry, and yeah. even just like a different not acting thing. Yes, they're like, okay, that's cool, whatever. Anyway, yeah. so what do you guys want to do? Later? <laughs>
1: Exactly. I'm like, great. It, it me didn't me even too. matter that much. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Exactly.
0: Anyways, we love normal people in LA. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is there anything that you want to plug or like mention or at your Instagram? Um, I'm sure you've gotten more followers from Unstable being in the top ten.
1: <laughs> I have. It's so fun. Yes. Watch Unstable.
0: <laughs> it's really good.
1: It's really good. Watch it all the way through because Netflix cares about that. Oh, do they really? In the algorithm? Yeah. We're supposed to find out like this week if we got another season and
0: oh my gosh that's terrifying Feeling very
1: 50 50 even
0: with it in the top 10 yeah yeah
1: it's feeling very up in the air
0: that doesn't make any sense to me how can you be in the top 10 and they're like oh we don't know i
1: don't know i my my manager actually just called me so i'm like i wonder if he's gonna tell me
0: oh my god panic okay
1: panic wait let's see oh no he's not oh right he's just making that edits for my reel
0: (laughs) what a moment that would have (laughs) been
1: i know right he's like it's picked up
0: no we would have had to cut it anyway because they wouldn't have announced it yet (laughs) i know yeah true (laughs) But yes, watch Unstable. Yeah, Unstable and yeah. Maybe come see Rachel at UCB. Yes, I'm cleaning at UCB. Come to a show. All right. Well, thank yes. you so much. This was so fun. I really appreciate I it. it. Thanks,
1: babe. Of course. This so
0: fun. Yeah, come to show. See ya at a show or around LAS. I'm sure I'll see you.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of
0: course. <laughs> All, All right. right. Well, I'll see you later.
1: Okay. Bye. Bye.